My name is Daniel. And I'm Sarah. And we are your hosts of The Disciples Mike, a podcast produced by Woodbury Lutheran Church in Woodbury, Minnesota. And this show is all about learning what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. On this episode, we are going to discuss new and creative ways that you can connect with God and His Word. We're going to share the responses given by many of our own staff on how they engage with God's Word. And our prayer is that through this episode, you would discover new and interesting ways that you can connect with God on a daily basis and in a way that works best for you. So sit back, get ready. This is The Disciples Mic. Good afternoon, Sarah. What up, Daniel? How you doing? I, I'm good. I'm tired, but I think it's because it's Friday. It's Friday. It's true. Yeah. And I appreciate your uh, commitment to uh, last week. You mentioned that you were going to bring a different mug. Yep. Every single week mm-hmm. uh, on the podcast. And it's true. What mug do you have for the lovely people listening today? <laughs> uh, I'm describing. Uh, my mug for today is the mug I got at Mount Vernon over the summer in DC when I was visiting my best friend and her family. Um, we, we went to Mount Vernon for the day and I am a coffee mug girl. And the last time I went to DC to visit Sarah, um, her name is Sarah. It's not like it's me talking. You're not talking in the third person. No, that was always confusing when you have a best friend whose name is the same as yours. Right. Um, I already got the Starbucks DC mug when I was in, in visited her in 2020. Um, so I had to get the Mount Vernon. So it's white. It has a brass Mount Vernon thing on it. And that's my my mug last week was it it's a mug that just says heck no on it. <laughs> and I got it for a mission trip last summer and Gibbs, my my intern, she had heck yes and she was on the mission trip. And so those are the mugs that we drank from. Every that's day. great. Yeah. So how many mugs do you think you have in total? The thing is, is that I have my home mugs. So those are like all of my Starbucks mugs live in at at my house. Um, so I probably have 30, 30 to 40-ish mugs at, at my house. But then I have mugs in my office at Valley Creek, at our Valley Creek campus. I probably have 15-ish there. And then I've got a bunch of mugs at my office at the Oak Hill campus. Wow. And I think there's like 12 there. That's a lot of mugs. And then I have mugs at the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We, uh, we're actually this whole podcast just going to Sarah listen to Sarah talking uh, about, about mug her collection. mugs. <laughs> yes, yes. That's uh, that's great. And now, so Sarah and I actually just got back from uh, a uh, big moment in my life. This is a very big moment for you, Daniel. This is a big moment. Yeah. My first time in my life that I have ever been to Culver's. Yep, we went and got lunch, and he had never experienced this Midwestern staple that yeah. is Culver's. Yeah, it uh it was very good. You had uh, you had the custard, which I, is good. I had that's... I had a cookie dough custard and yep. I had a uh, crispy chicken sandwich. Yep. yep. Didn't go with a butterburger. We didn't coach you well enough. Well I didn't even know. Yeah, you told Tim to give me a rundown and he just said <laughs> get the chicken sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Tim forcing people into doing things. <laughs> so yeah, I uh I I just went with what he said, but it was good. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, you know, I, I think I still have Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A is kind about of on, this. Yeah, Chick Fil A yeah. is still kind of on top for me. Um, That's okay. But, but now you can you can be done with your vicarage because you had Culver's. That was the last thing I needed. I to mean, do. you made it. At, you you made it at it. You made it through. How many Easter. D's were in that There's word? So right there. many. You added like three or five, three or four, five D's in that word. <laughs> um, you survived Easter I as did. as a church worker. You survived Christmas as a church worker. You and experienced now Culver's. Final now you're test. done. Final test. Experience Culver's, and it was great. Yeah. It was great. Well, Sarah, we are doing something super radical today. Yeah. We are flipping the script. We are, you know, we're trying to get the engagement up. So we're just throwing a curveball for our listeners. Yeah. And we are going to today have a new segment, but it sounds familiar. And this is Daniel's Random Question. That is the perfect soundbite for it. I'm glad that's the one we went with. We may have just picked out that soundbite about a couple minutes before we Five started recording. Ago. <laughs> that's right. So today, with the random question that I came up with, uh, the question is Sarah. Yeah. 
What would the world look like if it was filled with only male and female copies of you? (laughs) What kind of world would we be living in? What are some of the things that we would see if it was a world 100% of male and female? Of Sarah Sarah Dibbern specifically. Yes. Um, I was not expecting that question. That's because it was random. Yeah, that's the whole point. So you're not um, used to being on this end. Of no, it. I'm not. I'm the it's, one who, It's a lot harder. Yeah. It, my witch's cackle there at the beginning dictated <laughs> how surprised I was. Yeah. Um, male and female Sarah's. Not great. The world, I mean, it would be like, it would not exist in the morning. Like uh, just no, but like what no time one, would the, what time would the day start for everyone? Realistically, like nine, 10. Okay. Maybe noon. Yeah. Between nine and noon <laughs> is when the day would start. Yeah. Um, people would get distracted really easily, like very easily. Uh, it'd be a lot of coffee mugs. <laughs> a lot of coffee oh mugs. Oh, my gosh. A lot of inflatable yeah. costumes. Wow. It, w- <laughs> it would just <laughs> be normal. It would sounds- be normal to see someone walking in an inflatable costume. Yeah. Just yeah. The world I'm describing sounds like a weird fever dream. <laughs> it, yeah. And just like... It would be really funny. It'd be really funny for me, I think. Well, if everyone's a copy, copy of me, everyone would be entertained by That's it. That's true. But yeah. I don't think we want to live in a world where it's just entirely Sarah Dibberns. Yes. Because that wouldn't be funny. But it's interesting to think about. It is interesting to think about. Daniel, what would a world of, of Daniels? Oh, gosh. That would be, uh, as I think my wife would say, that would be too much. Too many um, Daniels. <laughs> just a few too many. At least okay. one too many. Well, you know what's one thing I think about is a really weird habit of mine that I think only my wife knows is I... <laughs> that you're now going to share with all that, of that us. I'm not going to share with the world because it's, it's kind of silly. And it's something I didn't even realize about myself. But whenever I'm around the house and there's like noises made by appliances. Do you talk to them? No, I oh. harmonize with the noises. So sure. like I start the microwave yeah. and the microwave starts, you know, and then I'm like, why is this a thing that and, you do? And I, and I don't even realize I'm doing it. Just like as I'm walking around the kitchen, I'm, I just harmonize with all of the appliance. Even when it beeps, I like harmonize with the beeping. Okay. And so you can just picture that now on a grand scale of... Everyone does that. Like, that's just normal. Yeah. It's the normal thing to do. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else uh, the world would look like if it was only Daniels. Um, I don't know. Probably just uh, a lot of dance. Like, it would just, we'd be dancing all the time. Like, just moving through. Dance party. Just, (laughs) it would be just a rave every day. Without the drugs. Without the drugs, yes. Yeah. That, thank you for the clarification. Well, you know, uh, raves, drugs. It, that is true. That is true. Yes, <laughs> I've actually never been to one. But I mean, I, neither have I. But, but I've seen it. But the uh, on TV. But in terms of like the music and just uh, you know just the hype, that I feel like I'd probably burn out pretty fast. Um, but would it, you, if everyone was? That's true. I would have a lot of people who would really, you know, usually my wife kind of helps, you know, level me out. But if I just have a bunch of people that are <laughs> be amping you up, amping all the me time. up all day, then it, yeah, it'd be crazy. I think <laughs> I think there's a reason God get God didn't do that. So yep, he was thinking through all of this. He's like, you know, he's like, you know, I could, you know, what I could, I could just make all Daniels. That yeah. would save me some time. You know, I maybe could have, I could have, I could have finished it all in five days rather than six. Yep. Um, you know, all that it could have sped things up. He's like, eh, could have rested for two days. I could have rested one. for two instead of one. Oh gosh. But you know, in the grand scheme of things, it would have been a, a, a less cool world. Probably. Probably. Yeah. So, well, there you go. Now that's, that's food for thought right there. I know. Yeah. Thinking. I want, I want you the listener to be thinking, what would the world like look like? Look like what if would it, the world like? What would the world like if it looked, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm gone now. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> We're in the afternoon. Our afternoon like, podcast, our, our quality just drops significantly, at it, least for me. It's probably up for you. Yeah, because this is my time that I thrive, like filming services later, oh, like gosh. we did yesterday. I was I was golden. And I'm like half asleep. Yeah. So, well, today we are excited to uh, talk about engaging ways that we can connect with God's word. And this is, it's kind of funny. Uh, this feels very personally ac- 
applicable right now. Applicable. Applicable. <laughs> applicable. There, there we go. Uh, as right now, you know, I've always, I, I think sometimes the perception is put on that, oh, all church workers just have this A-plus devotional life. Yeah. Everything just looks perfect. They know exactly what they're doing. That's not the case. Nope. And, or maybe it's not the case for me and it's it is not, for everyone else. It's okay. not for me. Well, it's at least yeah. not the case for Sarah and I. Yep. Um, so if you ever thought that, that's not true. But so I've been kind of wrestling with, okay, uh, how do I move my devotional life from being just like a checkbox to something that, um, I'm really like diving into and, and, um, I guess just maybe connecting on a deeper level. So as we're preparing for this episode, I'm like personally, uh, thinking about this stuff as well. And I came across this study. Uh, it was a study by Lifeway where they found that only 32% of Americans who attend a some form of Protestant church regularly say they read the Bible or in the Bible personally every day. 32% of Christians, which in one sense, I guess I'm not that surprised by, but on in another sense, you know, everything we believe comes from you know, I yeah. mean, ultimately Jesus, but what we have now, right, is in the scriptures. Yep. I'm curious, Sarah, what are kind of, you know, when you hear that percentage, is that surprising to you? And then what are some of your thoughts and reasons you think that are contributing to that? Like, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. Because like 32. It's like in one in three. Yeah. Like a in, less. In some cases, that seems higher than I would, I would think especially in American culture. Um, yeah. But I, I think that we live in a really busy, like we, we're really busy all the time. Yeah. Like humans in general are super busy. There are some that they're, they probably think that they get it on a Saturday or a Sunday and they don't think that they need, like they might not know mm -hmm. that there's more that they could be doing because either the church as a whole hasn't done a great job at talking about it or they just don't really, like they know that they love Jesus and they mm. think that it's, not that they don't need to do anything else, but they think, no, I know who Jesus is. I don't need to really dive in anymore. Or there's the people that are afraid to because they don't have the tools yeah. to um to do a Bible study or to, to have a devotion time. Cause either no one's showed them like yeah. so much of what we do is, is walking alongside people and it's a whole faith is caught, not taught thing mm. that some of these people may not have ever been given the tools yeah. to do it. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Cause in the church, you know, we use the language of you need to be in your Bible, right? That's, that's something like, I feel like we communicate all the time. And yet the Bible is not easy in no. terms of it's this massive, you know, book yeah. with tons. And, and, you know, it's like, okay, you know, if you're like a new Christian, it's like, okay, do I, uh, you know, like I could start at Genesis and just read, you know, how do I, how do I even tackle this? What, yep. how, you know, am I just reading it like any normal book? How do, how do I engage with yeah. it? I think there's a lot of, um, it's intimidating. Yeah, it's it is kind of intimidating. I mean, even I'll be honest, like even for me, yeah, um, it's not. I I still wrestle with like okay, <laughs> okay, this is funny. So I was just talking with my wife this morning, um, because I was I was kind of researching kind of what my kind of next Bible reading plan. I, I have to have a reading plan. Yeah, just my personality that works best with that. But what's funny about me is I'll start. I've done this probably you know four or five times where I'll start a reading plan. Mm -hmm. And then things get a little off. I get busy, kind of falls off. Yeah. So as a result, and then when I start a reading plan again, I start at the very beginning again. <laughs> and so I know Genesis through <laughs> like, you know, like one through 25 grades. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I have got that down. You got, you got through the Pentateuch. You got, I got through. through the Pentateuch. Yeah. And but then, but then I always feel like I got to start, like, I'm a kind of a completionist in like, so I always think but that's I interesting to... if you're a completionist, but you're still okay with not completing before well, right, starting right, right. again. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's, I guess I'm not a completionist. I'm a failure. I don't know, Sarah. What do you want? Yeah. That's it. I'm telling you. Hey, Daniel, you're failing. Yeah, I know. I kind of feel that way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, like how do we, you know, especially when 
the Bible isn't just, I mean, it is obviously a linear in terms of history, yeah. but ultimately it also is kind of, it, everything's pointing towards this center thing in Jesus Yep. and, and everything's being in, you know, read through that lens as well. So it, it's, it's just kind of tough and kind of hard to tackle. Yeah. And it's, and like yep. you were saying, it's, it's intimidating uh, to enter into that. And I think that's partially why we see, you know, only a third of people who say I'm a follower of Jesus actually regularly being in the Bible. Yeah. And, and there's this perception for us too, like as, as church workers that we have to be perfect in all, or that we are perfect in all of the spiritual disciplines, um, including devotions, personal time with God, prayer, all of that fun stuff. And yet the reality is that so many of us, um, we're wrestling with this too. So what are things that, that can make it challenging um, for us as those who work in a church to spend regular time with, with God? Yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is, and this is just the American culture, kind of what you were saying earlier, we are so busy. Yeah. And, you know, I'd be curious to see what that percentage looks like in other cultures. You know, mm-hmm. you hear of, of these other cultures where, t- you know, the concept of, of like punctuality and time and yeah. I, and busyness just isn't there. And yep. so you wonder if maybe it's just that maybe that percentage would be higher. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's an element of that. I know for me, it's, you know, that definitely comes into play where it's like, okay, do I have time for this? Yeah. Instead of, you know, I have all of my mandatory things I got to be at. And mm-hmm. then, and then, and then being time in the word is viewed as like a, you know, almost a lesser thing. And that's not good. Right. I'm yeah. like, like confessing that, but, uh, but it's viewed, you know, not on the same level as like a meeting I have to be at or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and so I think that's part of it is the the busyness that we have. Um, I think also just speaking specifically as a church worker, and you can probably, you know, share some of these sentiments of, you know, as a church worker, you're in the Bible a lot. Yeah. You know, you're writing sermons, you're devotionals, Bible studies, all this stuff. You're, you're in the Bible a lot, and yet you're in the Bible in a different way yep. than if you're personally studying it. And yet sometimes when you've been in the Bible so much, you, it's, it's easy to feel like, okay, I've, I've been in the word, so I don't need this extra, extra thing on top. When in reality, what I found with myself is it's completely different when, when I'm in the word because I'm preparing for something or I'm in the word kind of diving into it for my own, just personal you know, growth and there's personal growth that happens when I'm preparing for stuff. hundred oh, percent. You know, it's not yeah. like it's one or the other. Yep. God's always working, but yeah. I don't, I don't know if you found that as oh, 100%. well. percent. Yeah. It, like it's, it's so much of, of what we do that there's that switch that we need to be conscious of, of studying the Bible for like for work and to write lessons and like you were saying all those things that we write, but then also to, to study it like that. I I was reading through Proverbs a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago and by weeks, I mean months. I really am bad at guessing gauging time. Maybe it was last month. It was last month and I'm reading through it. And I was just thinking of how, um, how different it is when you're reading a Bible for, just reading versus when you're reading a Bible to write something and glean information to pass on to other people. And so it's a a change in mindset of, okay, I'm reading this so that I can, I need to be in God's word more and not I'm reading this because I need to write this lesson. But then like you said, like God is still working in the midst of all of it. Like on Wednesday, our, our lesson was, um, it was, it was last week was about how our God is, is bigger. And so I was talking to one of my, I was talking to Shelly, who we had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And I said, do you ever find yourself writing things that you need to hear as well? And so here mm. I am writing this thing out of, of first Thessalonians for my students of, of our God is bigger than all of these things. And yet 
where I'm at in my life, like I needed to hear those words just as much as, as the high schoolers. Yeah. And, and so, so yeah, God is still working when we're diving into his word for, for writing and things like that. But it's just a, like, it's a different mindset when you're going in for work versus when you're going in because we're called to be in God's word. Yeah. I can relate to that of there's been times where I'm preaching a sermon and as I'm preaching, I suddenly it's, it's like this weird moment where you're like saying something, but you're also then like being yeah. hit by something oh as gosh, well. Yes. And you're like, whoa, there's like this weird two-way thing happening right here. Yeah. Um, like I have a student who's exactly like me and it's really annoying how much he's like me. Um, and so there was once where he was asking for advice for something and I was saying something to him that I very much needed to hear myself. Hmm. And at that moment, I'm like, okay, I see what you're doing here. This is... <laughs> Thanks God. I, I, I get that. But it was also annoying that I've got a student who I'm like yeah. giving this advice to. I'm like, Nope, I need to hear this too. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think the first thing, you know, we're hoping to kind of show here is that it's okay if you're in a place where it's hard to get into God's word. Yep. If you're, if that's where you're at, guess what? You're not alone. We're all, you know, we're uh, part of our sinfulness is it makes it tough uh, to, it's something we're constantly wrestling with is how can we um, set aside time and be connecting um, with our God in this way and and the importance of that. You know, one of the, when I think about the challenges of connecting with God and be, being in his word, I think part of it stems from, at least growing up, I kind of always had this mindset, and I don't know if this was necessarily communicated to me or just kind of the way I always thought about it was that when someone said, you know, being God's word— that that always looked one specific way. So when I always heard, you know, you got to be in God's word, in my mind, that was, okay, I got to go into a room by myself, sit down with my Bible, start at Genesis, and yep. start reading, right? Like <laughs> Don't that, stop until you hit and, Revelation. <laughs> and don't stop till you hit Revelation or Leviticus. One of the, <laughs> the only one, two. <laughs> one of the two. No, I'm just kidding. Read through Leviticus. It's good. Um <laughs> But yeah, so that was kind of just, it it always just was this kind of, you sit down, you read personal, like by yourself. That was, that was the way I always thought about it. And I think, um, you know, that's obviously one way and that can, that can work great for, for some people. But I think one of the cool things and what we're going to kind of hopefully reveal today is that there's a lot of different ways that we can connect with God and engage with his word. You know, I was, uh, I was just listening to in the creation account in Genesis this morning because I was back at the start yeah. of Genesis. For the 12th saying, time of reading Genesis. For the Genesis. 12th time of reading Genesis. <laughs> I know it really well now. And <laughs> and one thing that like struck me is just how creative our God is. Mm. You know, he, he's not uh, just, hey, one way. Yep. I, I, I'm just going to, you know, do one thing one way. He He's very creative. He didn't just make all, uh, man, this is all coming full circle. He didn't this just really make is. all one person. That random yeah, question was not supposed it, to be connected geez, at all. He made a, a very diverse yeah. uh, world and just uh, the creativity showed in his creation. And I think in the same way, how we connect with him, while there are, you know, you can't just, you know, I don't want to go too far and say you can, you know, connect with God in literally anything per se. Like there are, you know, he reveals himself through his word um, and and in prayer and whatnot. But I think there's creative ways that we can do those things. And so one of the cool things we did this last week was we talked to just various staff here uh, at our Woodbury Lutheran Church community and kind of asked them, what are the ways that they engage with God in his word? You know, whether that's, you know, reading the Bible, maybe there's prayer included in that, just I kind of just wanted for our listeners to get a view of some different ways, and we're going to kind of just discuss uh, some of the different things that we hear and, and thoughts about that. And so we'll we'll kind of go through each one of those, and yeah, see uh, see what God shows us through through the various uh, things that people share here. We've got some some good responses here. So the first one, and I guess I'll have uh, you share this, Sarah, because you were the one that asked our pastor of our Oak Hill campus, yep. Dean, uh, about about that. But I think what we have to do first is I will say their first name and you have to pronounce their last name. Oh, Sarah, why would you do this to me? (laughs) Because this will be fun for everyone. Uh, So Dean. Donovan. There it is. Uh, I talked to Dean and Dean is is unique to us in that he uh, 
he was a DCE by trade, uh, and that's what he was first. And he has been teaching at Concordia Academy for the past like 25 years or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so he uh, then, we know, went through the SMP, and that's how he ended up as a a pastor at at Oak Hill. And so uh, Dean was talking about how he prays the scriptures. And so he... Mm. it's not necessarily that he only like looks for like those Psalms that are prayers or things like that, but he's just praying what, what he's reading. And he said that he started this discipline with his students at CA years ago when he was writing a curriculum on it. And it ended up being uh, one of the best in, in his life. And wow. he said, it doesn't have to be for memory either. So it's not like he's praying the, the verses that, that he's memorized, uh, but just praying through uh, whatever he's he's reading at the time, which I like, I've heard of praying through scriptures before, but I guess I've never actually like known someone personally, yeah, who's done it. Yeah, that wasn't that was honestly I've never thought about it that way. Yeah, before. So when I when I heard that, I was like, that's super cool. And I actually this morning was trying to kind of and you know how how can I how can I do that? And uh, so what so what do you think that looks like? like praying the scriptures yeah um you know i i don't think you can pray every bible verse per se i was trying to think uh, of random ones that i would know <laughs> right. that you could that you could pray the story of elijah elisha that sends the bear to maul the teens because <laughs> they make fun of those balls please keep the bear away from me <laughs> yeah i don't think you can pray yeah. like that but i mean you can look at like what's that one psalm i think it's towards the end of like how it's like a is it always goes back to that phrase of his love endures forever. Oh um, yeah. And so I think it like I don't know, maybe when when Pastor Dean comes on, we'll have to have yeah. him talk us through cuz I would assume that he would just be praying I don't I don't know. Yeah, I I, I, I mean I, I guess it's probably kind of so you you read, you know, what you say what or what you're, you know, reading and whatnot. And you know, if there's a struggle that that maybe you connect with praying about that if there's a thankfulness something mm-hmm. that think you know praying about that it, it definitely was a mindset shift when i read that because you know so often reading the bible i think of it like taking in information mm-hmm. but when i was think you know and i noticed that this morning when i was thinking okay how can i pray the scriptures it changes how you approach it like yeah. suddenly now i'm reading and I'm like almost listening to like how am I, res- you know, responding to to what I'm reading? Is mm. there something I'm wrestling with? Is yeah. there something that I'm thankful for and whatnot? So, um, that yeah, that's one we'll definitely have to. We're gonna have him on in the hopefully near future, yep. and uh, he'll have to talk more about that because I thought that was really neat. Yeah. So, the. Uh, the and I guess actually before we go on to the rest of them, um, one of the things that you know for me is one of the ways that I found was helpful uh, for taking in scripture was uh, it's this app called Dwell. Mm. If you've ever heard of it, no. Uh, I'll leave it in the show notes uh, so you can go check it out. But it's an audio Bible basically. Okay. But a really well done audio mm. Bible. Like it's it's got just great options of voices and and really like meditative music so um that's kind of the component that i haven't really found in other audio bibles is um and probably you know makes it easier to maybe pray the scriptures too yeah um because it kind of gets you in that mindset um oh and the voice i have for the guy i wish i could play james earl jones it's like a it's like a british accent but a really deep Mm. voice british that's nice that's which is my how, home. Pod. Which is how I picture, you know, Jesus talking to me when he deep British accent welcomes me in, right? <laughs> I wonder. If, no, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> it's like I wonder if he changes his voice, like, dip. nope. Oh, you're saying like in heaven, like yeah, is Jesus like going to have he, all the accents? Is he like when he greets you? Right. Like he'll probably greet you in your native tongue, right? Or I, I is would, it one I would of those? Hope so. One of those things. If where I have everyone... to know, if I have to know Koine Greek I'm, or Hebrew, he was probably speaking Hebrew most of the time. So <laughs> everyone uh, has to understand just... Jesus's Hebrew in order <laughs> to get nobody, into heaven. Nobody understands what he's saying. <laughs> one of that Aramaic, is not what heaven's going to be like. When he'd be greeting you in Aramaic, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know any Aramaic, so 
We will understand when we go to yeah, heaven. Do not guys. fear. You will understand <laughs> Jesus. I, it, I think, yeah, yes, you will understand Jesus. Um, yeah. So that was, you know, that was something that jumped out to me that, so, you know, maybe try, you know, if you've been feeling kind of stuck in a rut, maybe try an audio Bible, whether that's yeah. dwell or, or something else. I feel like that's what's cool about that also is you can do it while you're on a walk. Mm-hmm. You can in the car, you can, while you're working out, something like that. So yeah. it's a lot more versatile. Although I will say as a uh, counterpoint to that, mm-hmm. the downside is I find sometimes I'm doing stuff and then I'm mindlessly, yeah. I'm not actually taking it in. It's just yeah. kind of playing in the yeah. background. So yep. there's pros and cons to everything. Yeah, I think so. But Yeah. So I also talked to Miriam um, and I, I just learned how to pronounce her last name. Because I couldn't figure it out. And oh, no. when I would I look at it. I don't think it, I know her last name. It's, uh, I feel bad about that. Well, I'm going to probably say it and then maybe maybe I'll get it wrong. But I'm pretty sure it's Kostecki. Kostecki. Uh, but I had to ask her how to pronounce. Miriam, like, if you're listening, let us know. Please let us know if I'm wrong. right or not. Uh, but Miriam, so she is a part of our admin team. And she hops campuses. So she is our multi-site admin person. And the great thing about Miriam is that she came from Concordia. So she came from our, um, we're at our Wakota Ridge campus and used to be Concordia Lutheran. And she okay. was, she was uh, a part of the admin team for Concordia Lutheran. When you, when you say Concordia and not I, seminary, there's like four or different Concordia. Seward. Like I'm thinking Concordia Academy, Concordia, too many Concordia, St. Paul, Concordia, nope. Seward. Concordia yeah. Lutheran Church. It's too many Concordias. Come too, up with other names, people. Yep. Jeez. That's it. <laughs> Uh, and so I was talking to her and she said, um, that she really feels like she's still a student in, in all of this, which is, I think it, where a lot of us yeah. sit that, uh, she was saying that she felt that she was at like a teenage level of understanding of scripture. And again, also like a very normal place, I think for people yep. to be in. And so her, her spiritual discipline is, is continuous prayer. Hmm. And so just all day, um, she is in prayer of like things that are going on in her world, other stuff that is happening. And then that way, if people are talking to her and they're like, Hey Miriam, can you pray, pray for me in this? She just does it in the moment so that she like is actually doing it. And then she said she also uh, ends every night in, in prayer too. And so I've heard that that like my mom, we called my mom and asked, uh, she helped us with this a little bit too when we were planning this, but she also talks about continuous prayer and, um, like, I think that's, that's something that I do as, as well, cause that helps to treat prayer as a conversation and less like a, um, it has to be done in a certain way in order for it to count in God's eyes. Yeah. So yeah, she, she said her spiritual practice is, is prayer dialogue. Yeah. I love that. I, yeah. I, I've been on and off in seasons where that's come easily for me. Um, but I remember, uh, it, it just, yeah, it really took it from just, okay, I'm going to sit down and just, you know, go one by one with all the things that, but instead it's just anytime you're thinking of anything throughout your day to pray for, to be thankful for. And it, I don't know, I, I don't know if, you know, this is how you felt, but it, in some ways it also felt like I was bringing God along with me for my sure. day, you know, yeah. which he's everywhere. That so, was very yeah. jauntily as you said that, like you Thank were you. very excited about that. I was very excited. <laughs> I know. Uh, but yeah, no, like he's, uh, it, it, it helped bring him in to, into my day and make it feel like he's, he's with me yeah. and working through me throughout my day. And just like how you would talk to, you know, anyone else. It's, yeah. It's like, uh, it's like you and God on a podcast together all day, you know? <laughs> yep. Right? You and God on a podcast 24-7. Seminary, don't listen to that. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, Please that's don't. Theologically wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> God's not a podcast guy. We all know this. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that's really cool. I, I like that. And I definitely, you know, think for all of our our prayer life, you know, that's, that's a real encouragement to, yeah, you know, again, it can be, you know, out on a walk, uh, it can be just at, you know, just as you're going throughout your day, you just, just little prayers and dialoguing with God as you go. 
Yeah. So the next uh, next staff member we got a response from was our uh, she is Diana Vanderpass who is over. Yeah, there you go. Did I say it right? Yeah, you did. I did. Wow. Good job. Uh, she's over all of our small groups here at uh, Woodbury Lutheran Church. She does an awesome job with that, uh, and she gave a really really great response here. Um, uh, it was a little longer than the other ones, but I I don't I don't know if I'll summarize it at all. We'll see. Uh, so she talked about just the importance of like slowing down to really hear God's word, engage and respond to it. And she said there's several steps she takes to help with that slowdown process. So she'll write a few words, uh, for each thought in the passage. Uh, she finds that writing in, you know, in her Bible, or I I don't know if it's in her Bible or, or next her, but it forces her to really slow down and think about each phrase And this was the part that I really liked was she talked about, then I allow myself to ask questions with a sense of curiosity. Mm -hmm. So I wonder why this person acted this way. I wonder what just happened before this passage and what happens after it. I wonder how I would have responded. What do I learn about God and myself as a result of this passage? Um, And yeah, she just kind of talked about uh, this curiosity and then moving into prayer, kind of similar to what Miriam said, but just this kind of open conversation um, and and bringing kind of, you know, talking, uh, bringing the Holy Spirit and scriptures that the Holy Spirit brings scriptures to her mind um, and finally asking, what are you saying to me, God, and what do you want me to do about it? But, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. What are you saying to me, God, and what do you want me to do about it? Yeah, um, yeah that's a... I, that's a really great question. I think the it's sometimes hard for me to know, you know, like what are what are you saying? Especially when you get into parts of the Bible where it's you know like there's parts of the Bibles that are easier to yeah. take you know application from than others. Um, but that's a r- really good way to slow down and and those two questions. Um, really just help center yourself in in taking away uh, what God might be wanting to say to you. Yeah, I like the, I've never, I don't know why I've never thought of it, but asking the question of what are you saying to me, God, and what do you want me to do about it? Um, because so often it, like I will, I'll, I'll look at passages and I'll be looking at it for a really long time and be like, I know this is saying something, I don't know what it's saying, but I know it's saying something. Uh, but it's the inviting God into the the process of helping understand what it's saying. So I, yeah, that. Thanks, Diana. Yeah, I might work that into to what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's uh, it's so funny because it's it seems obvious, but but entering in with that mindset of. God's going to speak to me. Yeah. And like having an expectation of that, just like you would have an expectation if you go into a conversation with anyone that they're going to talk to you. Yeah. Now, obviously it's in a different way than yep. in, you know, when, when we talk about God uh, talking to you, we're not necessarily saying an audible voice yep. is going to talk to you. He could, um, but it can also look a lot of different ways. It yeah. could, um, it could be a thought, it could be an emotion, it could be a passage jumps out to you. Sometimes it's even not even in that moment, but maybe later in the day, yep. someone says something to you. I mean, I don't know where, do you have any other, cause I think that's sometimes what people wrestle with. Oh, it's yeah. like, yeah. okay, you say God's talking to me. What do you mean by that? Yeah. But I, I think there's, uh, it can be a lot of different things. Well, I, so when I lived in Michigan, because I did a year-long internship, we I mentioned this, I think, a couple of weeks ago, that I started my internship by going to camp with with another church in town. And it was a Wesleyan church, which I don't, I didn't know anything about the Wesleyan, like, I didn't even know it was a denomination until I moved to, to Michigan. And they are, they're more charismatic, they're more God will outwardly speak to you. And that was hard for me to wrestle with, because... Um, I remember being in high school and hearing people say that to me and I never heard God outwardly speak and I thought something was wrong. Um, but it wasn't until I realized, no, God speaks to you through these different venues. Like he speaks to you through his word, through um, 
through situations in life or like for me, he like he's spoken to me through students of, of things that I've been wrestling with that no one knows I'm wrestling with. And then I will be in a conversation like this happened to me over the summer on our on our mission trip of I was wrestling with something and um, in in our final small group time, one of our she's one of our seniors this year. Um, she she looked at me and said the exact thing that I was wrestling with. Wow. And there was no way that anyone would have known that this is what I was dealing with, but like looked at me dead in the eyes and said the exact thing that I needed to hear. Yeah. And I have since told her this. Uh, her name is Bella. She's one of our, our seniors this year. And so I, I told her, I'm like, you don't realize what you said to me in this moment, but this is what you said to me. And so students, like the people we walk alongside, like God will speak through them too so yeah those are the venues the avenues that i've heard yeah yeah and, and you know this is why we stress why you know why 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 do we say it's so important to read the bible or you know is it just it's not it's not just a checklist to be a good christian but that is a hundred percent god that is god speaking yeah god, god has spoken to us through his word and is continually speaking it's yeah. active and alive it's not just he it doesn't spoke. expire yeah, it's yeah, not in past tense. yeah. It's not. It's not in the past tense. It, I mean, it obviously talks about things that have happened, but he is continually speaking through it. Yep. And so, God can totally speak. You know, through a friend, through uh, things that happen in our life. Absolutely, God can do whatever the heck He wants. Mm -hmm. But the awesome thing about the Bible is, you know, it's there. It's God speaking through yep. that. There, there's no question. There's, there's no, no doubt. There's no. Is this? Is this guy? Is this not? And we know um, it's true. And we know it's true. 100%. Yeah. You, there's, we can have 100% assurance that, that God is speaking to us. We must not be moving very much. I don't much think we are. Because no. the motion lights uh, in the other half of the room just went off. Here, try to shake your body and say, hey, hey I got you it. You got it. You got okay. the lights back on. Man, this needs to be a video podcast. <laughs> soon. Soon <laughs> and very soon, my friend. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was so mesmerized by the lights turning back on. Uh, so that Daniel was, is getting used to the motion sensor technology. <laughs> still getting used to it. Every single time when I leave, I think I left the lights on. And nope. They turn off automatically. It just drives me crazy. Yep. Okay, cool. Um, so next here we've got our, oh man, I'm, oh, I'm excited gonna, for you to pronounce um, her last name. Uh, you can start our, with first and say who she is and then. She is the, she does all of our social. No, nope, not that's social. Me. Me. That's you. Um, Do you know all of what our, she does? Yeah, yeah. It's like the creative the communications. Communications. Yes. And if anything. <laughs> I'm like, not social media. Well, social media is kind of an offshoot of that. Yeah, but I do the social media. But you do the social yeah. media. Uh, yeah, she does all of our communications here at, yep. at Woodbury Lutheran Church, our website, all that awesome stuff. And she's incredible at it. And her name, which I'm going to apologize in advance, but it's Candy Xavier. Nope. Xavier? <laughs> You know, I put a little flair into it. No. So ja I... Jabby? Yes, because <laughs> really? it's... Yes. Oh, my she, gosh. She said to me, and this is what made it stick, because oh. I would go between Shavi, Shavi, uh, but she said... But not Shavier. Not... Never. I've never <laughs> pronounced her name Shavier. No, but she, she said to me once, it's it's like Shabby, but Shavi. Oh, Shavi, not Chavi. Shavi. I was yeah. thinking like chapped lips. No. <laughs> Hey, Candy. Candy. <laughs> Candy. No, no. Candy, I am so like sorry. Like shabby, like shabby. Okay. And that's that's what stuck it for me. So Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is Xavier. Yes. Okay, I'll stick with that. Candy's uh, going to be dying as she's listening to this part of the episode. I know. Uh, so she shared with us that what it looks like for her is uh, sitting and reading her Bible uh, with her coffee in the morning before the kids um, are awake, which I guess I'll, she's listed some more stuff there. Um, I do think, you know, you got to figure out when do you not, when are you not rushed? Yeah. When do you, when do you have time where you can just, and I, man, I am still wrestling with this because I'm, my mind is just like, okay, what's next? What's next? Yep. Um, and I love this because it's like, okay, that, you know, I'm going to be a parent in August, which is just absolutely crazy. But once you have kids, I'm sure there's not a lot of time where you don't feel just rushed and, yep. and overwhelmed. And so I love that. It's that intentional time in the morning um, that she sets aside for sets aside for it. Um, she says she listens to podcasts, watches YouTube videos. Hopefully, she listens to the disciples, Mike. Uh, <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find we'll out. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll quiz her. 
<laughs> what did we say about you on the how did how did daniel pronounce your last name <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> um she plays worship music uh after everyone is in bed and just has uh sets aside time of worship i really love that yeah yeah using using worship and then um praying on in the car on her way to work um it really seems like she's got a great grasp around kind of the busyness of her day yep and how can i not you know have these things just be plopped on top and not but setting aside specific time uh, throughout the day which i you know i think is an encouragement for everyone listening is do you have intent what what is a time during your day where you aren't rushed what's yep. that for you sarah what time of your day are you not rushed oh goodness gracious i'm sorry uh, Put you on the spot. not like when do you feel most like not rushed probably when i'm laying in bed before yeah because like my especially now because we're we're back to new like we're in a new season of athletics for students and so it's like i'm going pretty much all mm. day and then usually I'm at a student something after work. And so I get home at like nine, eight or nine o'clock at night. And so, yeah, usually it's like right before I'm going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. And see, I'm the opposite. So I've tried the whole read the, you know, spend time in the word right before I go to bed. I just fall asleep. I, I when my mind starts the go to bed, you know, timer, uh, I just, I just crash. So yeah, yeah finding that time that, that works best uh, wherever that is in your schedule, I think is is super important. And, and being intentional about it, you know, maybe that means putting it on your calendar. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it sounds, it's kind of, it sounds crazy, but right. I've heard you put on your calendar the things that you want to do. Yeah. And we do. That's, that's literally what a calendar is. And so yep. if this is something that you're intentional about doing, then schedule it. Yeah. Um, I'm saying that as I don't currently schedule it. So Same. I'm again, you know, this is one of those schedule moments where it, guys. this is one of those moments where you're saying something, but you're also speaking to yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yep. Um, next one we heard from was pastor Tom. He was on the podcast. How do you pronounce his last name? <laughs> Pafatanahawa. Crushed it. Foden hour. Um, <laughs> and his was, uh, I, I love the context of what he says here. So he says he loves to, I asked him, you know, kind of, you know, where do you like to uh, pray, listen to the word? And he says he loves to listen to the word while he's on his runs. Um, I see, I just see, I love to listen while I run. And I was confused as to what he was listening to. <laughs> oh, that's true. It could be anything. Yeah. But yeah. the word makes sense. I was doing some creative liberties, uh, with, uh, the interpretation of that. Tom, let us know. Yeah. Let <laughs> us know if we, if we're totally butchering this. Yep. Um, but no, that's a, that's a, I've, I've heard from a lot of people, um, that running or I mean, exercise in general, but running is probably, uh, especially when you run as long as he does. Uh, he runs he, a lot. He runs a lot. So you have a lot of time. Yeah. And and I just think that's uh, another creative way to, oh, I could use, I have all of this in time where I'm already on this run mm -hmm. and now I can be filling my mind uh, with the word of God during that. Yeah. Now, I, I will say this is a challenging one for me because- Running's the worst. Running's the worst, which I'm- <laughs> I'm tr I'm trying to run right now, but it is the worst. It's the worst. Uh, no, but it's challenging because I went to I played football at Concordia, Nebraska, and so all growing up, athletics, music during like working out or something like that, it was always like to pump you up or like to, um, I don't know, almost like a probably even like an ego thing, just like you know all through college, you know, what's the music that the football team's playing all the time? It's just like rap. Taylor Swift. Not Taylor Swift. I suggested it. No one, no one vote. No High one school voted. musical. High school musical. Hannah yeah. Montana. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <I'm> so, <laughs> <laughs> but in this, I've actually heard this from Pastor Dean as well, meditating on scripture during a workout. And it's like such a, it's such a mind shift for me mm. of, and I kind of want to, I, I kind of want to try it because I've never, I've never really done that. But um, 
I think that's another way where you see, you know, Tom's a very busy guy. He does a lot of awesome stuff. And yet he takes something that's um, this time that he has set aside and and loves to use that form for growing through the word. But yeah. but just seeing that, you know, with all these people, there's, there's cr- you know, creativity. It, it's not just every single person saying, sit down in a room by yourself mm-hmm. and read the Bible. Yeah. If you want to do that, that's awesome. But find what works for you. Yep. Every single person is different. And um, some people, it might be a super long amount of time. Maybe for you, it's not super long. Yep. Um, you know, some people, it might incorporate music. Some, it might not. It might be while you're doing something else. It might be not. So yep. um, I think there's kind of the, you know, summary of it all is just the encouragement that, first of all, you don't need to compare yourself to other people and mm-hmm. what they're doing. I've, you know, wrestled with that before of, oh my gosh, I'm not doing as much as they are. I'm yeah. not, not doing this. Guess what? Yeah, we're free in Jesus. We have, we have the freedom of, of communicating with him, of growing closer to him. There's no, there's no law weighing over us yep. uh, anymore. It's all, it's all gospel folks. Um, you like that? It's all gospel, folks. <laughs> That's how I close every sermon. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the, the law-heavy sermons, it's all gospel, folks. <laughs> it's all gospel, folks. <laughs> uh, but really, you know, I, I, I think it's so easy to let it become a law thing. I mean, I still wrestle with that. Yeah. You know, feeling like I'm not doing enough. I should I should be, you know, doing this one. I should yep. be, but instead of, I'm loved by Jesus. I'm freeing him. I want to get to know him more. Yeah. And that's what he wants with me and, yeah. and the freedom uh, found in that. We've got uh, one more response here um, from, I shouldn't butcher his name, Brad Miller. It's not, uh, no, no fancy uh, pronunciation for, for his name. I was trying to think of one <laughs> and my brain couldn't do it. I know. I, I don't even think they're really, I mean, we always call him B-Rad, but. Yeah. I don't think there's a different way to pronounce Miller. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I really don't think so either. (laughs) Uh, So he talked about, um, for him, the importance of silence and solitude, um, particularly starting uh, with what he calls a few minutes of being quiet to just be with God. He actually sets a specific timer um, to to create that silence. And then this was really interesting. I've never heard of this before. But breathing prayers. And he says, noticing the cadence of your breathing um, with one word or a few words as you breathe in and as you breathe out. So for an example, he, you know, said, uh, for, you know, breathing in, you could say, bless the Lord, breathing out. Oh, my soul. Mm. You know, and, and he lists out a few things here. Um, I just thought that was re- I've never heard of, you know, anything like that. And Brad the, and, you know, his wife are just incredible with, um, their passion for kind of this exact thing just like literally they can brad loves to talk about spiritual discipline yeah yeah Yeah. that's that's their they're so good at that and and i'm always filled up so much uh whenever i'm talking to them about this kind of stuff because they think of stuff like this that you know you, you never think of and this is this is you know a way that works awesome for him um I don't know. Have you ever have you ever thought about that before? I have, but only because he's done it in staff meetings. Okay, gotcha. Um, and yeah, he. I don't remember the last time we did it, but we we did it in. Um, because for staff meetings, we we meet as a staff once a month, the first Tuesday of the month, and all campuses are together, and the first twenty-ish, twenty to thirty minutes maybe is is a devotion time and so sometimes brad does it sometimes joel simic does it um and so brad has done this with us as a staff before so i've done it but apart from him i haven't yeah i've never heard of it before so how do you do with silence not great (laughs) (laughs) do you like how fast that was (laughs) there was no silence no there was no silence silence. yeah i I really struggle with silence too. I mean, I'm sure, you know, that's a thing just all throughout our culture. We yeah. just, we constantly have things stimulating us. Um, I know that's something that I've been both encouraged and challenged by uh, watching Brad is he's, that's something he's really encouraged is how can you 
just create silence in your yeah. life. Cause the more you, you silence all of these other things, you know, I think it creates op- more opportunities to, to hear maybe, you know, what God's saying to you, maybe where you, even you're at, sometimes all the noise, it kind of shields how I'm actually feeling. Yeah. And man, that's something that has still been an ongoing challenge for me. Yeah. Cause silence is like you and I are both pretty, like we're extroverted. Yeah. Um, we are both like, we've talked about this, that we're both Enneagram threes. So we, we, we love uh, to be around people. We love to lead people. We're, we're charismatic. We, um, we thrive kind of in the busy a little bit. Yeah. Um, but the silence is like, that can be hard to just sit mm-hmm. because you feel like you have to be doing things and you feel like you have to be going. Um, like I, so we have a cabin Northwestern Minnesota. And last summer I had my month of July was completely booked. And so like first week we were at our cabin cause that's what we do for 4th of July. The following week was, um, was vacation Bible school at our Oak Hill campus Week after that was Vacation Bible School at our Valley Creek campus. The morning after our evening camp at the Valley Creek campus ended, I left for the high school mission trip. And then I was at our high school mission trip for the next week, got home from that, and then went up to the cabin for a couple of days. And my mom was on the phone with my brother, and she goes, well, I think your sister, I think your sister's finally starting to unwind. Like, it took me... 24 to 36 hours to actually be able to like unwind yeah. from the past three weeks of going and having to be high energy the whole time. Cause I'm just not used to sitting in the silence. And so it always takes me a minute to like readjust and be like, Nope, you don't have to do anything right now. Yeah. You please just sit still. I almost wonder if, you know, even outside of just silence on a daily level if every single one of us needs something like that through the year where you just, you know, whether it's a weekend yeah, I, it could even just be one day, but uh, like Joel but, Simmons, he does solo yeah. Boundary Waters trips, which scares me every time he goes because yeah. he's going by himself. That's crazy. Like, I can't. But it's so yeah. That's but so he huge goes for him. to do the solo, like to spend time. We have other congregation members that work time into their their rhythm to to go and and just sit. Yeah, like to get on that level would be something. Well, and in some ways, you know, what it's doing is it's saying, you know, Lord, I'm going to put aside all these other responsibilities and just focus in on you. Yeah. Um, And man, that is a, that's such a challenge. And yet it's in those moments, I think that we end up walking away most filled up, most refreshed. Uh, We sometimes don't realize how empty we are because the busyness and the noise just kind of covers it all up and then you actually get away and you're like oh my gosh yeah i really needed this yeah yeah and it's and that's i think that a part of that is cultural too it's just us some of us really like to be busy some of us don't but are still busy and it's it's that balance of like it's, it's that balance of figuring out what works for us, but also like having people in your world that can speak the, Hey, you need to calm down. Yeah. You need to, you need to take time to, yeah. to do it. Um, and like, I'm thankful to have people like Heidi Christ. Heidi Christ does that for me. Yeah. She, she makes sure that I am resting and, um, she always asks me how I'm doing, uh, if I'm resting and if I'm eating consistently, because she she's <laughs> like, when you're busy, you just, you're just going you're and, eating <laughs> and like she had like literally every time we talk, that's what she asks me. Yeah. Not that I don't eat consistently. Right. Cause food is good. Food is good. <laughs> but, but just to have someone in your life that sees yeah. a different side and is, is, has the freedom to say, Hey, maybe you should slow down a little bit. That would be yeah. okay too. <laughs> yeah. That's good. And that's important. And man, I hope just for all you listening out there that wherever you're at in your in your faith walk, wherever you're at in your own uh, journey of growing in the word, that you would hopefully walk away from this with just some 
first of all, encouragement, man. You, you're not, you're not a failure. You're not a, you know, worse Christian. You're, you're so loved and, and we're all in this together and, and just trying to grow closer and closer in a relationship with Jesus. And so I, I hope to encourage you just to, you know, take to mind some of the things that we, we threw out today. You know, if you had, if you have any uh, ways that you connect with God's word or, um, or things that you do personally that you have found to be really beneficial, you know, you can, uh, we've got our email down in the show notes. You can send that to us. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely something that is just so important for us. It's how we, how we get filled. But I want to thank you all, uh, today for spending the time with us. Uh, it was, a a good long episode and we love it uh well at least i love it i don't know if you love it but if you did love it subscribe to the podcast uh that's the way you can find out all the latest episodes that we are posting monday mornings at 5 a.m and the most helpful thing you can do if you want to support us and and support the growth of the channel is head on over to apple Podcasts. so you can leave a review we are up to three actual written reviews so you know that's we are almost in the big leagues that's viral uh let us know what you thought and if you want to ever reach out to us personally um no one has yet but maybe they will our contact info is in the show notes and you can uh email us but other than that i hope you'll be able to join us next week on the next episode of the disciples mike